we've completed our investigation and we've come to the conclusion that you were robbed. We were robbed? I think it's pretty obvious that we were burgled. Burgled? Robbed. That's not necessarily so. Those bug men could have just taken all of your stuff back to headquarters to make sure they sprayed everything really good. <laughs> hey, that's what I said. When you drop it, they were robbed. Well, I'm thirsty. You guys got any orange soda? <laughs> Who loves orange soda? Officer Mansoni loves orange soda. <laughs> Is it true? I do, I do, I do, ooh, ooh. Oh, no. <laughs> Welcome back, Fantas, to Keenan and Kel with Adam and Aaron. I'm Adam. And I'm Aaron. And we are back after this lengthy hiatus to... <laughs> it has been quite some time. You heard the announcements. You know, we just wanted to t- take it easy with a couple projects and, and, and life things. So we're, we're back in the swing of it now. Being a teacher in March and April is very difficult. For um, If you're a teacher out there and you're listening, you understand. Uh, if you're not, you will never understand. But anyways, <laughs> here we are, ready to talk about uh, the things that matter most in life, uh, including Keenan and Kel, and the attack of the Bugmen. Uh, season 3, Episode 8, classic, directed by Kim Fields, written by Alex Reed. Uh, he was the, you know, the Skunkator versus Mothman guy. He I... also, yeah, he was the bowling episode of, <laughs> of Malcolm in the Middle that I keep referencing. Right, right, that I should probably watch. <laughs> not really i like that show <laughs> uh, that's fine uh, so uh and let's uh let's join uh, join keenan cal and coolio on the big orange couch as we sit down for this episode i do you actually do you remember watching this episode way 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 back when oh yeah i remember this one i remember this, this is one. the last episode i remember seeing on like tv <laughs> and like i remember watching it with you and rachel at the same time i think it was one of the most memorable episodes when I, from yeah. from because I remember it watching it on TV too. Yeah, the 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 cringe is real. <laughs> it's so painful. It's a painful experience cinematically. Uh, it's it's just these characters are so. Oh man. Yeah, just it's it's the worst experience that you ever have, which is restaurant related, right? Uh, it, it, rest the the restaurant angst, the uh, burglar angst. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> angsty. Absolutely, Keenan and Kel emerge onto the onto stage, uh, wearing some I'd call them classic outfits. Classic, as always. Nothing, nothing really special. Kel's wearing blue. Keenan's got some green. Just uh, you know, short sleeve Oxford kind of style shirts. I noticed that Keenan, uh, in reaction to Kel getting like a lot, lot of applause, even more than Keenan, has a little like he's kind of like you know, ooh, cool, being sarcastic about it. It's it's a trend that continues throughout the show. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Kel's jeans are fantastic. <laughs> How would you describe them? They are uh probably um at, at the waist, they're probably like a quintuple XL, <laughs> but then they're probably cinched together. They they're like you could fit like both of your legs in one pant leg. Keenan and Kel can fit in those pants. Yeah, I think so. It'd be a good good pants for a three-legged race. <laughs> if you wanted to share a, a pant leg. <laughs> if you're really, you want to get really in the zone you're with really it. Really into it. 
Anyways, we're not making fun of the 90s. We respect the 90s. <laughs> yeah, lots of respect. Keenan and Kel uh, are ready to go for the show, and Kel is so ready, he doesn't want Keenan to get into any situation, so he's like, let's start the show. He tries to hurry it because, by his logic, if he hurries it, then nothing bad can happen. <laughs> exactly. And then, as Kel grabs Keenan's hand and tries to rush off stage, the curtain pulls back, and we see, like, stage crew getting the, the set ready. Yeah, the crew, they're on, like, ladders, they're, like, wheeling by lights and stuff like that, they're holding ropes. <laughs> and, yeah, Keenan explains, like, you know, hey, Kel, this is where, you know, they're not ready yet. I think this was my first intro to, like, people, like, stage hands and stuff like that. Oh, maybe. Like, this and, like, the Amanda show had had a very, like, behind-the-scenes producing. All, all that, too. <laughs> With these shows that are so fun, I think they do try to include the stage a little bit more. Because it, it's more family-oriented, you know? It's like, oh, look, there's people who do stuff like that. <laughs> Baby's first, like, stage craft. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Intro. Keen's like, they're not ready yet. Uh, why do you want to rush anyway? And Kel says what you said, basically. I won't get in trouble. And Keenan says, naive, foolish, destined for trouble, Kel. Oh, I missed that line. Oh, that's a good line. <laughs> yeah, it is. Basically tells him that it's inevitable. You'll get in trouble no matter what. I think that line goes for both of them, right? Yeah, Keenan, in a way, is naive, foolish, and destined for trouble as well. Always. Keenan's basically like, look. We are going to do this show anyways, and it's going to be bad. Um, as in bad for all, us, because that's just how, how their universe works. Um, and so he says, come on, Scaly. Yeah, I heard Scaly. Scaly, okay. And so and on with the show. I wrote, um, you know, this, this first scene at Rigby's starts with Kel opening the back door, Chris carrying a box to the back door and then Kel of course hitting Chris and uh, as I wrote a note on this I accidentally wrote Kel hits Christ <laughs> and, uh, oh wow that's I, a real I can't that's a lot help, more intense than what happens I can't help but think but think there's some uh, some some theological overlap here but we'll save that for another episode oh uh, well, well they uh Keenan and Kel are uh, playing a game Oh, yeah. And not just any game. This is, like, the game of all games. What's it called, Adam? Penguin Hunter. Penguin Hunter. The The, the board is massive. And the pieces are enormous. <laughs> the board's, like, the size of a twister mat. The, the pieces are, like, mugs. They're, like, the size of, like, <laughs> like a mug. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's like, ice-themed, right? Yeah, they are hunting penguins. There's a walrus piece that goes, like, around the board. I really appreciate that. Uh, we've mentioned this before, I think, but almost every episode, there's like some board game, some card game, some game being played. Uh, it's very like apropos for the time, like the late 90s, you know, board games were really big for not just like friend, uh, like family, but friends. Everybody played board games together. Yeah, I think this is really, you know, emblematic of that era. And uh, it, like I said, it seems like a fun game. I'd play <laughs> Penguin Hunter. Yeah, that's, it sounds like a uh, an early Catan. <laughs> yeah. So they've got an Eskimo spinner, like a walrus that travels around the board, and a pair of dice that are ice. Ice dice. Ice <laughs> Did dice. you notice them? No. I noticed the nice board. It's like some somebody <laughs> actually made this board. Yeah, and they use the, like, the clip art stuff that they always do. Oh, can't beat it. And there are uh, 100, like, little itty-bitty, like, penguin action figures on the on the board. Really? Yeah, th th something to that tune. There's not 100. There's, like, <laughs> I always... there's like 20. 
I thought it was like 50 or so. What the heck? There's no way. <laughs> well, uh, let me put it this way. Kel has probably about 90% of the penguins. Kel has a lot of the penguins. You're ve- That's a very bad estimation on your part. I can't get over how bad that is. Um, <laughs> anyways, the, the, the game basically works with there's like, I don't know, they both have a character and they try to kill the other person's characters, but then they come back to life. On, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really get it. Yeah, I, I think again, it's the like, resurrection theme. <laughs> well, my, my interpretation was they're both like hunting penguins, and everyone wants to get the most. You have to like clear out the other person. You have to, yeah, you, you have to kill the other person's penguins, right? <laughs> yeah, but then you have penguins that they can kill again. <laughs> well, I, I guess it, I, I yeah, I assumed it was capturing, but it is called hunter. You are hunting them. For sport, I, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. They're explaining that the game to uh, like one of the customers, and and, he, and she's pointing out that Keenan's doing very very poorly. <laughs> it's very kind of her. As we watch Ke- Kel uh, win five of Keenan's penguins, we pan over to Chris carrying more heavy boxes, um, and in a passing moment. Chris tells Charlotte's like, "Oh, Chris, I'll help you," because he asks Keenan for help, but Keenan is too busy, of course. Playing a board game at work, <laughs> which which his boss is just okay with, but you know we've yeah. already accepted that Keenan doesn't really work. But then Charlotte's like, "No, I'll help," and he's like, "Really? They're re- like, are you sure they're really, really heavy?" And he like is having a hard time picking it up, and of course, it's very easy for Charlotte to carry. So, yep. <laughs> Do you think that Charlotte is secretly strong, or Chris is obviously weak? Uh, both. <laughs> okay i think charlotte's a strong female character like in multiple <laughs> in both the, in, bo- the yeah. ver- in both senses yes <laughs> i wish she got more screen time yeah speaking of people that should get more screen time here comes kyra that's right this is a big kyra episode people oh yeah <laughs> she uh she comes up she's wearing like a like a kind of checkered outfit uh-huh. Which really matches the uh, the theme of the the evening. It almost looks like a school uniform, but a little bit more like normal. Nineties. Nineties. <laughs> yeah. So she tells Keenan uh, that you know because she got all straight A's that they're going to go to Pizza Farm for dinner tonight. To which Kel immediately jumps <laughs> into action and starts deciding how on earth or like you know questioning how on earth he's going to make the decision of whether to go to pizza farm with keenan and his family or continue playing penguin hunter i think crisis is the word that you're crisis, looking for crisis yes crisis agony in the garden much yeah he's, he has an ag- he has an agony in Rigby's as he I'm so sorry. has determined what to do. I just could. I, I wrote it. I wrote, uh, oh, boy. <laughs> so, yeah, no. Keenan explains to him very comments He's like, we're going to finish the game. Then we're going to go to dinner. And then they do the... Uh, so, let me get this straight. They move the game, right? <laughs> Back to the Rockmore's house. They take it down. They fold up the giant board. They pack away the pieces. They go into the Rockmore's, like, living room. Put it on the coffee table that's too small for the board. And then they start playing more there. <laughs> that's exactly right, Adam. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird for to do on a time crunch, is all I'm saying. <laughs> There's the, the time frames of this episode don't map. They don't match up. <laughs> no, they do not. They don't match up. Okay, 
There is, I, I recommended a book to you a couple weeks ago called Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss, mm -hmm. where he looks, has like profiles of these high performing people, blah, blah, blah. There's this profile uh, of this guy, Derek Sivers, and he has this saying called, don't be a donkey. And, and the saying is basically like, okay, so there's a donkey and he's tied to a rope um, and there's like water over here and then there's hay over here. And he's hungry and thirsty, but he can't decide which to do first. So eventually he dies of hunger and thirst. Mm. Right. So you and, think that Keenan Kel suffer over that? Well, so like the moral of the story is like, look, you can do everything you want to do in life. You just can't do it all at once. Like do one and then do the other and then do the other. Uh, yeah, don't spend all your time deciding between them. Yeah. But but Keenan and Kel in this episode are both very much in the, <laughs> in the donk, in like, I don't want to say donkey. It sounds mean, but like... <laughs> Going with that analogy, like they yeah. can't just like Cal, especially Cal in that moment, he can't parse out like the reality. Where and, he, and later they literally witness a donkey. <laughs> it's, it's a donkey. Yes, you're right. It's a donkey situation. It's a very, it's a very donkey situation we got here. Yeah. So, um, Keenan and Cal are are playing the game. Cal has names for a lot of his penguins, which are amazing. What are some of the names? Memphis. Clevis, <laughs> Joseph, all great names. <laughs> I like yeah. Clevis. Keen's parents are getting ready to go with pizza farm in the background. I know this vibe very much. Uh, the parents are oh, leaving, yeah. and it's like, no, I'm in the middle of something. Wait. And they're like, no, now. Although it must be nice to live in the city, because Keenan and Keenan's like, no, let us finish our game. We'll be right there. Yeah, no, it's they're not a situation of there's just the one car and you have to drive 15 minutes to dinner. Yeah, the Pizza Farm is within walking distance of their home. Absolutely, a running distance, as later <laughs> indicates. Mayhaps. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Keenan explains we're in the middle of a game, uh, and he's staging his comeback, even though it's very clear that <laughs> this game is going one way, not the other. <laughs> Basically, uh, the parents say, all right, fine, you can come meet up with us there. And then before they leave, Roger says, okay, Keenan, make sure you lock the door. Yeah, Keenan had the door open. Right, Keenan had the door open. It's a hot day in Chicago. Apparently. That's why they're wearing yeah. jeans. <laughs> well, this is this is the, the least baggy their outfits get. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Uh, what, did you notice what was on Keenan's shirt in the, all this episode? Like three squares. But I don't know. <laughs> I thought what... they were like, like frogs or something in those squares. I don't know. The elements yeah. of the periodic table. <laughs> I don't really know what they were. <laughs> I, I feel like I've owned that shirt in the past. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no. It looks. It does look like frogs. Like a very biology shirt. That's what Roger says. Uh, Kyra throws, uh, blows Kel a kiss. And Kel, I, I like this bit, he literally like picks up the kiss out of the air and throws it away. Yeah. <laughs> he clearly is over Kyra. So anyways, they tell Keenan to close the door. They close it on their way out. Keenan looks at Kel, goes over as soon as they leave, and opens it up again just to spite <laughs> just them, spite yeah. his parents and say that I don't have to follow those rules. Anyone can walk in off the streets. He's like, who cares? And so he opens the door, and then they realize, man, it's so hot here. We should move the game upstairs. Which is stupid. If, you, <laughs> yeah. if you've ever been in a house that doesn't have air conditioning. Because yeah, Keaton's like basically said to Cal, he's like, I have a fan up in my room. That'll work out. Just move the fan downstairs. Instead of moving the whole game. A second time. Uh, when they're on a time crunch. Uh, 
<laughs> Anyways, we we pan to the room with the fan. A lot of rhymes there. Um, and imagine what Kel is doing with the fan. Just, just I want everybody. I want everybody to just, just sit and, and picture a fan, and you're a kid, and it's a hot day. <laughs> what do you do to the fan? You go up to it and you go, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he's just having a, a fun time with that. Uh, Keenan has a great turn at in Penguin Hunter. He does an amazing turn in which he gets to take three of Kel's penguins. It's a big deal. Uh, except Kel has a keep my penguins card. <laughs> yes. He does not fe- face the wrath of the penguin punishment square that Keenan landed what on. What do you think this game is most like? Do you think, <laughs> is this? It's like, it's like Monopoly, but there's also like a, like I almost, I want to say a chess element, but you, it's property that control. Like you keep taking things from other people. It's almost like war. Yeah, it's it's a lot like war. It's like penguin war on a Monopoly board. Yeah, I'm taking all of yours, except it's just based on chance. <laughs> yeah, because you're just rolling around. There's no strategy at all. I don't know. I was playing chess today for the first time in in years. Oh, you were queens gambiting it? I lost. (laughs) Oh, no. Twice. The first game was abysmal. The second game, I held my own and then crumbled. That's good. Yeah. Hey, give it enough tries and you'll you'll do pretty well. I'll I'll get there, but I wish I had Penguin Hunter. I'll be honest. (laughs) Yeah. So, Kel goes downstairs to get his card. And uh, what's different about the population of the Keenan's living room? There are two strangers down there. Yep. Uh, black clad. It's like a. They're uh, they're inspecting items on uh, on his mother's armoire. Now, Adam, if uh, Kel had been in Mister Kimball's class, uh, is it Kimball? What's it? no? I know his name is Kimball, but kindergarten cop. What's the guy's name? Scruff McGruff? No, the kindergarten <laughs> cop with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, I don't... Let's it's see what, it's <laughs> Kimball. I just watched it this weekend, all right? Well, they, <laughs> oh, wow. they taught the kids to point and yell stranger when, <laughs> when there was a stranger. And, and there was a stranger who was trying to kidnap the one kid. And so... And there was a fire drill. It was chaos. And so they point and... Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, need, yeah. If you need, I'm sorry. For kindergarten cop came out in 1990. Okay, um, John John Kimball's his name. John Kimball, right? Like and Cal this Kimball. This is my gun. If he was paying attention to his uncle Kimball, um, <laughs> they all pointed and yelled, "Stranger, stranger!" And that's the only way that Mr. Kimball is able to save the day. So Cal clearly was not paying attention to his estranged uncle Schwarzenegger's <laughs> Kimball. That's a weird tie-in, but anyways, let's get back to this episode. Uh, he's like, you know, hey, who are you guys? Just casually, and they come up with a, an excuse of like, yeah, we're uh, we're bug men. We're spraying for bugs. Well, first they say bug guys. Bug guys. <laughs> I don't even know what else they say. I, I feel like if this was made like a couple years later, they'd be played by like Drake and Josh. <laughs> the way they talk is very akin to that it's like the uh this is very uh reminiscent of the diamond thief right or whatever it's yes. called diamonds are for roger that's it clearly these guys are trying to steal uh mrs rockmore's giraffe ornaments which is what and the they're various stuff off the, the furniture yeah the stuff off the furniture um and then Kel doesn't seem to think that's an issue 
Yeah, well, he 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 does the the, the smart thing. He shouts up to his Keenan because he's like, "This is Keenan's house. Let me check with him." <laughs> and Keenan, for some reason, <laughs> pays no attention to what Kel says. <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, fine, whatever." Well, Adam, it's because he's focusing on the game. Yeah, he's practicing rolling the ice dice. Is he practicing? I thought he was just concentrating. <laughs> That's funny. Cal goes up the stairs, and they're like, oh, they're like high-fiving each other. And Cal's like, wait a second. I forgot my keep my penguins card. And he goes to grab it. And they're just like, yeah, make sure you stay upstairs while we spray down here. <laughs> and that he does. <laughs> Yep, that he does. Kel goes upstairs, and that's pretty much the last, the last we think of these guys. Uh, meanwhile, at Pizza Farm, <laughs> what do you think of this establishment? Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a like legal. No, to have this animals this close to like the food. No, you there's eat. there's like uh, it's like a petting zoo that you eat near. <laughs> Like that would not you pass. Eat inside. Like you know, they, they, so there's a bunch of animals walking around. There's hay everywhere. They look just so uncomfortable. Well, I can just imagine the smell. Oh, it smells horrible. <laughs> then you have to eat in that. And then everybody's dressed like a a, a, yeah. a cow hand or a farm hand or a cowboy. Yeah, the the waiters and are dressed like that. I, I'm curious. Do you know who plays the head waiter here? Patrick. Uh, I really felt like I've seen him before. You may have seen his performance, his bodily performance. Uh, so this guy, and this is a, a crazy reference. Is it Heath Ledger? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, it, he, he does look kind of like Heathy. It looks a little scary. Is it Jack Nicholson? No, no. He's, uh, I'm, just, I'm kidding. He's tall and lanky, and he, he moves in a weird way. He is um, the go-to guy for Guillermo del Toro, a horror-like director. Uh, uh. He plays, like, all the monsters in his movies. No way. <laughs> yeah, for example, uh, In the Shape of Water, like, the amphibian man in that film. Oh, my like, God. Is, that's, that's Doug Jones. That's him. Why is he in this role? <laughs> I don't know. This is what he was doing, like, you know, t- t- 23 years ago or what have you. A quirky... Uh, uh, Pan's Labyrinth. There's, zoo. like, the, the creature in that film. He plays him. Oh, man. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, like trying to do an acting career, not getting any gigs? The, the one person just says, you look kind of like a monster. <laughs> it's like, okay, this is my life now. Yeah. It's like, saying, it's like somebody's just like, you look like a drug addict. It's like, oh, I, well, this is my face, and I don't do drugs. Okay, here's a role you might know him from. I think, let me confirm this really quick here. Uh, it's, so he, it, in in Hellboy, he plays uh, Abe Sapien, the, the water man in there. Uh, in the Benchwarmers, he's the robot. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that a role? Why do I don't... <laughs> he, his face doesn't even show. No, no, he I, he he goes on to hide his face, but yeah, that's that's him. Oh wow! <laughs> so yeah, the, a great pull for this episode. But yeah, no, he's. <laughs> I hope he's chiming in. The Rockmores have an insane food order. I, I want to say, did you write this down? Yeah, two large pizzas, two large lemonades, and then milk. A glass of fresh milk. Two. Lo- oh, okay. These might be glasses. I was thinking like pitchers of lemonade. <laughs> two large no. like, glasses of lemonade. Okay. And these look like personal pizzas. So They do okay. look smaller, yes. They do look smaller. That, that's less crazy than what I was picturing. <laughs> yeah, no. 
I, I don't know what you're picturing. Um, but <laughs> anyways, the uh, Roger orders milk. Why he orders milk? I am for this gag, pretty much up for the gag, right? But like, why would you go out to dinner and order milk? But <laughs> I it, there maybe it's it's like fresh milk on the menu because the waiter goes over, milks a cow, and then gives it to Roger, <laughs> who is now drinking fresh, warm cow milk. Would you drink that? Yes. Right, right out of the I, cow. I would. <laughs> I would do it to say I did it. But no, that's yeah. how they used to drink it. Sure. I, I, I mean, I don't, I don't eat eggs off like ever. But I would eat a fresh egg, right? Like, right out of the chicken. Right, right out of the chicken. <laughs> yeah, fresh fr- fr- right right orange juice is great. Yep. You know. Yeah. Same principle. Yeah. Fresh is good. Whenever you can <laughs> see where your food comes from. Yeah. Buy, buy fresh kids. That's right. All the kids listening. Fresh oranges for orange soda. Yeah. Buy fresh millennials. <laughs> Fantas. Well, yes. Yes. Go to your support local farmers. Uh, that, that's mm-hmm. good. Like at the pizza farm. They farm pizzas too. So uh, in the game of uh, back to Penguin Hunter, the game has taken a turn. And <laughs> Keenan has how many penguins left? Uh, one. A single penguin. <laughs> and Kel has like... 25 yeah yeah and, and keenan and kel's like saying to him keenan will you be still be my friend after i destroy you and in, in, in penguin hunter keenan is uh obviously defeated like me playing yeah. scrabble <laughs> and and he his his heel turn is so good i wrote down his what his, his speech here he's like I, I still got it i still got a chance all right you destroyed me <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be the most lopsided victory in the history of penguin hunter <laughs> Like they they stayed for so long playing this game that they could have finished when they got back. Yeah, yeah, they could have finished. They could have. Keenan just just could have admitted defeat like a long time ago. And they didn't make any major movement. This is a slow, slow game. It's, it must be like a game of life. Um. Anyways, <laughs> Kel is like Keenan. Since I beat you, can you get me some orange soda or something a little less kind than that? And Keenan goes, get it yourself. Yeah, he's so. crying in tears. <laughs> Kel goes downstairs, and we have a wonderful moment. What's different about the Rockmore's house? It's empty and clean. <laughs> yeah, it's clean. It's just the the pictures are gone. The couches and rugs are gone. Every piece of furniture is missing from the downstairs. I don't understand what kind of burglar. <laughs> would steal everything. everything yeah it's 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 scary let me tell you i think I've, i recall having nightmares about this as a kid that is um, i feel like i did too <laughs> yeah of just everything is gone from your house that's a frightening image wait a second that's like uh that probably cuts deep to the core of what it means to be an american right it's like you have all this <laughs> oh, yeah. stuff like now it's all gone you're stripped of everything and you're like oh but i need that oh but i need that but really it's probably like if this happened, I mean, insurance. it'd be terrible and you have insurance, right? But it'd yeah. probably be like, you know, getting a new computer and like, like, <laughs> yeah, I, the, like it, I just did and, right. and backing up your old computer, but never actually uploading anything, <laughs> never looking at the files. Yeah, yeah you're again. just looking at the old stuff and you're like, yeah, this is a good opportunity to start over. I don't know. I can't help but think that, uh, that this episode is a, uh. A critique on American identity. No, I, I'm just joking. The only other uh, '90s Nickelodeon episode that made me feel this way was like a, the, the Rugrats yard sale episode. 
Oh, I haven't seen that. Uh, it's uh, basically uh, the babies go for a process of like taking everything out of the house and they are like selling it for super cheap. And there's like a horror at the end that all the stuff in their house has been sold. Oh, man. <laughs> like, isn't that like hor- terrifying? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's just like scary. <laughs> like, where's my stuff? Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite. Like, uh, uh, p- people online will put up a, a picture or a video of their minimalist house, or it'll be like a TikTok. It'll be like, "This is my minimalist home," and the comments are like, "Where's all the stuff? Like, where's your drawer that has stuff in it? Like, yeah, we well, all, where do you put your receipts? Like where, do you, like, where do you put your pens? Where do you put the old yeah, pens what? you're never gonna use? Where are you gonna write stuff down? <laughs> There's no no stuff." Yeah, no, so maybe that's uh, the future of the Rockmores here. Where are your dead but, uh, batteries? <laughs> your drawer of batteries that you're not going you to throw away bulb lights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at my mountain of, like, water bottles. and <laughs> Where are your clothespins and your protractors? Where's your stack of index cards that are way too many than you'll ever need? Where, where's your bug spray? <laughs> All right. It might might have helped them this episode to have bug spray. Yeah, well, <laughs> they were like, oh, we don't need you guys. You can leave. Yeah, we got bug spray. Uh, Kel walks through the, the family room, uh, walks into the kitchen that's also empty. He reaches where the refrigerator should be and is not. And then he turns around, goes upstairs. And what does he say to Keenan? I don't even know. I was, I was <laughs> so beside myself. <laughs> he says to Keenan, Keenan, you're, you're out of orange soda. He's like, no, they're out there. We just put some in the fridge. You're out of refrigerators, too. <laughs> so, well, I think it's a well-written episode. Keenan goes downstairs uh, to kind of, like, do basically do what our, our mom does, which is like, no, this is where it is. Right. Pull it out of the magical pocket in the fridge. Yeah. Like, no, it's right there. Like, what? Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so as he goes down, Ke- Ke- Keenan freaks out. Yeah, he, he starts like, my, my living room is empty. And, and Kel- he goes, he should see the kitchen. And he goes in there and he freaks out and comes in. He blows up in the blinds. He's like, my kitchen. And he's reaching through and he's like, it's empty. And <laughs> Keenan and Kel, always the optimist. <laughs> what does he do? Starts... He- dancing he's Losing like oh it's it. great look at all this space <laughs> i wrote i wrote this down like two months ago when i first watched this episode is <laughs> that uh kel's like kel in an empty room uh will just fill it with talent <laughs> <laughs> he, he does this he does this like jazzy like west side story you're right like riff but instead of like uh when you're a jet you're a jet all the way he's like when you're a cat you're a cat all the way <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's exactly what he does, right? Because this is just an empty room. Like, there's no props. There's mm-hmm. nothing. You gotta just fill it. And Cal just he's stripped fills of all it. his essentials. It's just his body. And he's like, "This is awesome." <laughs> he's like a mime. He, I mean, it is like it is like physical comedy, right? But he's yeah, he's yeah. going everywhere. I mean, and these burglars stole everything. There's nothing hanging up. There's nothing no. on the ground. Uh, he goes into the closet and there's nothing in the closet. Like, what burglar would open up the closet and like not like take all the coats? 
Also, uh, uh, how can I hire these burglars next time I'm moving? Yeah. In, in like, like in what, an under hour. an hour? Oh, my God. Not even an hour. <laughs> I mean, I don't even... Just everything. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Maybe they were, like, the, the, the beginning burglars, and they had, like, a team, like a crack team that comes afterwards. <laughs> uh, maybe this reminds me yeah. of that show i used to watch when they used to uh put cameras in people's houses before that was a thing and in like 2005 and they used to uh, then have somebody break in and then to catch a thief like right yeah and they showed the guy breaking in and they're like oh this is where your house is not secure and then they showed the guy destroying the person's house <laughs> while the person watched in a van outside put, put that in the same category as this in the rugrats just i just oh i always feel terrible remembering that <laughs> that show was so bad anyways i literally wrote down that this felt like a bad dream and then and then uh um later on i don't know if this is i don't i, I mean i think this this scene's pretty much done um the police officers come right yeah, well, uh, Kel, Kel ends it up by passing out. Kel passes out, right. And so he's still passed out. The police officers come, uh, which props to Keenan. That's yeah. the right move there. He called the police. I don't know how he did it. Maybe his phone upstairs. Uh, there's probably a phone upstairs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, he called the cops. Good thing. And they're uh, they're finishing up their investigation. But he goes over to Kel and, and Kel. But before he goes over, <laughs> the police officer points at Kel and he's like, what's wrong with him? And Keenan looks over and he says, a lot of things. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, what does he do? Well, he goes over to, like, Kel, and then Kel wakes up and punches Keenan almost across the room. <laughs> uh, because there's nothing stopping Keenan, right? Uh, and, yeah. and then Kel wakes up and says, Whoa, I just had a bad dream. I just punched, I had a dream that I punched you across the room or something like yeah. that. He says, uh, you were lightly tapping me on the cheek, and I haul off and knocked you across the room. <laughs> oh, that's the dream. Yeah. I love Kel. Uh, the police officers report back to Keenan that um, uh, we've come to the conclusion that you, that you were robbed. <laughs> and that's the first indication that, like, oh, hang on a second. There's something really good going on with these officers. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you recognize um, Officer McWiggums. I do. That is uh, the father from That's So Raven and Corey in the House. Yeah, yeah. Victor Baxter is the character. But he's played by uh, Rondell Sheridan. The head chef for the president of the United States. <laughs> States. Yep, the, here he is uh, with a... Multi-talented. With a crazy wig on. He had a, he had a, a story from rags to riches. Keen's like, we know that we were robbed. Uh, well, why do you think we were burgled? Burgled. They do that thing, and then you're all of a sudden like, oh, hang on a second, there's parallels going on. Corey in the house's dad looks like Keenan, and has the same hair as Keenan, like the same wig. <laughs> and then uh, Officer, what's his name? Menzoni. Menzoni. He does not look Italian, but Officer <laughs> no. Menzoni looked, is just like Kel. So before Kel passed out, he, he proposed a theory oh, right. <laughs> that, you know, maybe the bug sprayers <laughs> took it all back to headquarters to make sure they, <laughs> they sprayed it really real good. And uh, yeah. and that is a great line, and that line is repeated by Officer <laughs> Menzoni verbatim. Yeah, that's his theory of what happened. <laughs> I don't. I mean, like, what kind of police officers are these? <laughs> no, yeah. So as as they're getting mad at as they're getting mad at him, uh, Nick Wiggum says to Menzoni, "Will you drop it?" <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, and and then they're like, "Tell us what happened." Kel describes him going down to get orange soda, and of course, guess what happens? 
oh, you guys have orange soda? Says Officer Menzo- Mendozi. M- Mendoza. Me- what is this? Uh, holes? Minsoni. This is holes. Like holes. <laughs> what is the name? Oh, my God. Officer Zeroni. Yeah. Officer Madam Zeroni. It's like, you'll bring me orange soda to drink, or your family will be cursed for always or eternity. For always and eternity. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, shy. Uh, he loves orange soda. <laughs> we discover that he also loves orange soda. Uh, he does the bit, he lifts up his leg, and the two of them just start dancing in, yep. in the room. Who loves orange soda? Officer Menzoni loves orange soda. Uh, it, it's love at first sight. The parallels are good. <laughs> I like this addition to the episode, because without this, the, the episode would have been would have been kind of drab. You know, like, there was, like, this little extra layer. Not, not drab, but, you know, I like when they go the extra mile, and that's exactly what they did. This was a really inspired uh, idea. To have officers that like just match them, because like as they're dancing, going back and forth, both uh, McWiggums and Keenan shout in unison, "Would you stop it?" Yeah, and they look at each other and they realize that like, oh wait, we're the same person. Yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> Must have been a fun yeah. acting scene too. Oh yeah, so they uh, th- they have a theory that the burglars often hit multiple houses, so they're going on the hunts. Where can we find you? Oh, the, Keenan realizes that we we're like a pizza farm, so they rush there. Now he realizes. Listen, they're in a bad situation, and uh, and they're gonna make it worse. But <laughs> before they make it worse, you know, at least Keenan called the cops. Yeah, that's a responsible thing to do. Although he did call these cops. <laughs> I don't, he, he can't control who he calls. No, no, you don't know who is dispatched. At, upon hearing Pizza Farm, Officer Minsoni's like, ooh, Pizza Farm, and he walks to the door, <laughs> hits his head on like the, the door frame and falls. Oh, I didn't see out. that part. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and what does McWickham say? I I don't have it. Oh, he says, Why? <laughs> <laughs> He's like so upset. At Pizza Farm, Kel rushes over to the pony, and Keenan, like, stops him. Uh, yeah, he's trying to... But, pony! Um, and then he, they're like, oh, there are your parents over there. Um, and then they go over to the table, and they realize their parents are pretty upset that they missed the whole entire dinner. <laughs> you missed the whole meal. <laughs> that Now that is something to fear in your nightmares. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And yeah, miss, uh, yeah, they're like, you missed the whole meal. <laughs> Mrs. Rockmore says, don't worry, we have lots of food at home. To which Kel says, no, you don't. And Keenan quickly stifles that. Their whole goal here is to try to stop them from getting home. They're stalling them. Right, they're stalling. And they will stoop to any level to stall them. This next part <laughs> is is quite, oh quite amazing, I might say. <laughs> this is some of their best work. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm not usually affected by these episodes the way Rachel is, but this, it just, it gr- grates on me. No, yeah, so Keenan, uh, using every tool in his arsenal, drops to his knees and starts le- making a scene about how his father's not feeding him. He's like, oh, father, uh, you haven't fed me in so long. <laughs> <laughs> you fed my sister. Why won't you feed me? It's so, it's so bad. Yeah, everyone's looking at them and just making a big scene. And they have to be like, okay, let's, we'll feed you pizza. No, but before that happens, Kel, who has been b- 
blundering everywhere, uh, like gets on his knees and starts begging him to <laughs> right yeah. next to Keenan. They're just shouting. But, you know, they the the Rockmores relent. And yeah, Mr. Rockmore is very much like, you know, you better enjoy now because when you get home, you're going you're gonna to be in trouble. Per- perhaps we may have been too hasty or something like that. <laughs> uh, let's eat. <laughs> Meanwhile, they've been there for at least an hour and a half. Like how much just, how much well, pizza and lemonade can you take? How much of the smell can you take? I I would not be able to. T- There's a reason that petting the zoos you walk through them. <laughs> yeah, you don't stay for long. No, that, that sounds awful. <laughs> and then then they have to. Not only that, but how much pizza do Kenan and Kel consume? Like four pizzas. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they say. They're, they're like struggling to eat in the next scene, and. Uh, Man, this sure tasted good four pizzas ago. They're just eating so much pizza, and I don't know how it's gotten to this point. I don't know how this episode's gotten to this point. <laughs> yeah, Keenan is just like, I'm still so hungry. And you, you see him unable to eat, <laughs> like, another bite. His hand's shaking. Yeah, he's got the shakes, the pizza shakes. The pizza shake. As all this goes on, Keenan has become fully delusional. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, he, Kyra, he's, he's lost it. Yeah. Yeah, Kyra and, and uh, her parents go to pet the, the goat. And Keenan has, he has a new theory of how they should live their lives. <laughs> Kel's like, Keenan, they're going to have to go eventually. And he's like, well, I actually don't know. Um, who says we can't stay forever? Uh, my dad could get a job making pizzas. My mom could, could get a job as a, she's, she's very good and pretty and good with people. She could be a waitress. Kyra could clean up after the animals and, and you and me, we could be professional pizza eaters. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, so, so delusional. Yeah. And yeah, Kel Wrightley says, I don't think I can eat another pizza for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah, this is a very scarring moment. Uh, so uh, Kyra smells something's up. And comes over and, like, says, you know, hey, what's going on? Kel lets it slip that all their stuff was stolen. So, uh, Keenan basically ropes Kyra into their scheme. Yep. Uh, to get, get her to order some dessert. But first, uh, we have a visit from the, the, our two lovely police officers. Yeah, the two police officers, uh, come in. And, uh, instantly, Officer, uh, Madam Zeroni... <laughs> Officer Madam Zeroni. Uh, Officer Madam Zeroni uh, sees a pony and yells, Pony! And actually, and like tries to jump on it. Yeah, McWiggum stops him. And it's, uh, this is the parents kind of like, you know, what's going on here? And Keenan's like, you know, oh, Cal lost his puppy. Uh, and, and Mrs. Rockmore says, Cal, you don't have a puppy. And Cal says, not anymore. Guess he ran away. <laughs> yeah. So they get up and talk to them off to the side. Once again, Weird that these police officers are going along with Keenan. and he's like, I haven't broken the news to my parents yet. Right, 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 right. Um, Adam, you missed the uh, the most important part of the episode. Oh, please. Do not, let me, let me not step in this moment. Okay, so Keenan leans into the officer. Not the officer. He doesn't lean in it either. Uh, I'm trying to sell it. Uh, <laughs> Keenan says so to the waiter that Kyra wants the ice cream barge. And, uh... And everybody's like, ice cream barge, ice cream barge, the ice cream barge. And the waiter says, uh, he gets his walkie-talkie, which I can't imagine is that big of a restaurant. But he he says, uh, like, uh, this is, uh, I have ice cream barge at table six. This is not a drill. Um, And everybody's freaking out that they ordered the ice cream barge. You'll never finish it. 
It's so big. <laughs> the officers arrive and good news from them. They found the guys and the stuff. Perfect. So they can solve this situation. What kind of burglars are they? They stay in the neighborhood they've burgled? In a giant moving van? Well, they, they present these situations as, like, Keenan's fault, right? That, like, he left the door wide open. But how many other houses, like, right. <laughs> made similar faux pas? Right, definitely a couple. And how greedy are these burglars that were like, we're, we stole the entirety of one, like, family room and kitchen. Let's keep going. It's so, it's easy for a young person to understand, I think. <laughs> Yeah, right. It's like, wait, they didn't just steal the diamonds? But that but that isn't that hard of a concept either. Because we already yeah. had an episode about They should just go into the into the, the diamond store that the fifteen year olds could break into. Oh my god. <laughs> that's that's the place to be in this town. Maybe they don't have scuba suits. The officers leave. They're like, meet us by the truck. And Keenan's like, uh like our Kelly, you go out there. I'll find a way to stall them more. And what arrives at to table seven? Three waiters carrying like nine foot long ice cream barge. I don't know how to describe it. It's like a trough filled with ice cream. Uh, to your religious uh, imagery earlier, it's like the Ark of the Covenant, but it's, <laughs> I, but it's ice cream. It's almost more like Noah's Ark shaped, but the Ark of the Covenant yeah. it con- contents, yeah. And, and how, how they move it around. Right. Like in a lot. Alarms going off. They're clapping and singing a song. They're ringing the bell. It's large and in charge. It's the ice cream barge. <laughs> yeah, they're singing one of those like Applebee songs too. This is like more. Here comes the ice cream barge. Move a chicken. It's the ice cream barge. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's large and in charge. Here comes the ice cream barge. It's the ice cream barge. Oh, and uh, and and Keenan sees this and he gives the look. Though I wait a second, I have an idea. Look, everyone knows that look from Keenan and Kel. And it's time for Keenan to, um, I'm gonna say use the word slap his body. <laughs> like you might close a mousetrap. He falls across the screen. Oh, oh, oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, what he shouts is amazing. He says, "Oh, here's the ice cream barge." <laughs> <laughs> this I was not expecting this. I forgot this part. He he hits the ice cream barge and it falls all over his family. <laughs> it like it like covers them in gallons and gallons of ice cream. And there's like a there's like a slime sound effect, like a Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, they they have an impossible amount of ice cream on them. I, the ice cream barge has to be a menu item that's like, all right, this is the rest of the ice cream that we have here for the rest of the night. Oh my god! You pay pay us like a hundred dollars, and we'll you will you clear us out of the ice cream for the evening. That was definitely a hundred dollar dessert. Like, how could that be anything less than a hundred dollars? Yeah, the 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 waiters all try like to to clean them all up. Cal makes a run for it to go to the truck. Roger's like, you know, that's fine. We don't need another one. Just bring us the check. Wait, Keenan sent Kel to yes. unload the truck that had their stuff perfect. on it. A perfect plan. I don't understand why Keenan will never learn anything. <laughs> yeah. Kel, who earlier this episode uh, didn't identify burglars or strangers. 
Anyways, Kel is sent, and then uh, it's they're just asking for the check. So what does Keenan do? Keenan, realizing that he needs to buy more time, uh, sneaks behind Roger and takes out his wallet. <laughs> Patrick comes with a bell, who he says, like, don't worry, I didn't charge you for the ice cream barge. Which is good. That yes, that is. <laughs> I felt very good that he was not. That is from good. Them. That is good. They probably could have salvaged enough ice cream though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They didn't really I, try. Uh, Roger goes reaching for his wallet. Can't find it. Uh, Cheryl doesn't have any money because she assumed Roger had some, and so they are left with no other option but to wash all the dishes. <laughs> that classic trope. Classic trope. I don't know if that's really what happens if you can't pay at a restaurant. Oh, no. That is not what happens. No, you get, like, your picture on the wall, right? Well, it depends. Um, If I was owning a restaurant, I would say, okay, leave your phone, go back home, get money, and come back. Unless they were a regular patron, Mm, right? Okay. But also, if they have a phone now, you can just do, like, Apple Pay or Venmo. Apple Pay, Venmo. Like, they would figure something out. That makes sense. Uh, Or it's like, yeah, there's there's an ATM across the street. Right. Because if somebody cares enough... Like, if somebody says, oh, I don't have money, that means that they would have paid if they had money. But if they if they wouldn't have paid, they would have just, they'd just leave. Dine and dash. Yeah. Yeah, they're clean dishes. Uh, Cheryl's happy that, uh, that everyone's finally pitching in to help with dishes. Except for Kel. Kel. And, and they're curious about why, and he says, and Keenan's like, oh, I think he went to find his puppy. But actually, he went to the truck. He went to the truck, and the officers show Kel the truck, who they leave to unload everything that is just the rock. There's a lot of stuff, right? It's not just the Rockmore stuff. And so yeah. there's just take what's the Rockmore's. First off, how would he know? Second off, why is it just him unloading? Like, the, a crime was committed. <laughs> yeah, there's at least two robbers. <laughs> and now it's just this teenage boy. In charge of bring, putting all the furniture back. Or some secret, like, a, bunch, a lot of police officers up to the side. I can't comprehend this. Um, anyways, uh, so we cut to the Rockmores eventually leaving or walking home. And Kel is sitting in a wicker rocking chair drinking orange soda on the front porch. By the way, the burglars even took the food. <laughs> yeah. Like, who takes food? Uh, I, I love seeing the Rockmores front porch. By the way, yeah, good. this is a fun set. Good set, and I love, I love the vibe that Cal has made. It's like he's like do 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 do. It's like a late July afternoon in Alabama, sitting on the patio. Cal like kind of won this episode in a way because he they were hot earlier, and now he's like finally relaxing on the nice evening. Yes, Cal definitely won, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they go inside and like uh, I'm so glad everything's back to normal. And they open the door, and what's different about the inside, Adam? Everything. <laughs> so there's, like, zebra print chairs. It's totally 80s, or 70s. I don't even know what the vibe is. Yeah, there's a, a, a hand, a pink hand chair. Yep, there's a bunch of round chairs that spin. I noticed that there's there's photos on the walls of different families. <laughs> <laughs> it's, they're, like, not even, like, the same families. They're, That's awesome. Like, yeah. All the furniture is different, and the Rock Wars uh, freak out accordingly. And Keenan is in trouble. He looks confused. I was like, you know, <laughs> basically, basically exclaims, "Oh yeah, all your stuff's still back on the the, the truck." But I, th- I love this stuff so much more. I thought I could keep it, and you know, spin it around and sit in the hand chairs and. Keenan's just at a loss for words in how much trouble that he's in. Pretty much back on stage. Uh, they're great outfits here. Uh, they're wearing like uh. 
Kel's wearing like a pink salmon uh, button down. And Keenan's wearing a blue button down, and they both have windbreakers that match those colors. Right? It's pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty classy outfits. Um, but Keenan's wearing the windbreaker I have, the blue one. Yeah. But we realize something's different about the curtain. It is purple with green dots on it. Yeah, they stopped grooving to, to point that out. Cal basically said, oh, I found them on the truck too. I gave the other one to Officer Sony because they said they matched his curtains. <laughs> which, which, once again, a very interesting thing. The characters in the show obtain something from the outside world. <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> yeah, like the veil between worlds. Anyway. the Like the veil of the sanctuary. Torn in two, like, <laughs> torn like the beginning of the episode. They they, they drew lots for the the curtains because <laughs> <laughs> oh it could god. be divided. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Whose guy wrote this episode? I feel like there's some Christ imagery. Uh, uh, Alex Reed. I think Alex Reed yeah. is a Christian. Keenan has a plan of getting the curtains back, and Kel says, "Is this going to involve some complicated plan that backfires because of me?" <laughs> That's that. That is the true piece, right? So, okay, what are the three things? Uh, jump rope, a walrus, and one of those little round sticky things. And meet me where I'm going. Come on, stuffy. I got stubby, but same thing. Um, yeah. Okay, that's right, Adam. Uh, this plan would have worked if Keenan. There was two Keenans, which I hate. I hate that about this. I hate that about the show. Like, <laughs> like it would have worked if there were two Keenans, and it shouldn't have worked no matter what. Yeah, right. Yeah, they, they were uh, again. It, it's one of those things that happens in the best episodes when they are they're so close to fixing everything. Right. They would his parents. Would, they touch it. Normal mad at him and not even notice. Yeah, they touch it. Like they touch everything being fixed and then not. <laughs> like Icarus fall, flies too close yes, to the sun. Exactly. Exactly. It's like oh, it's so nice up here. Psst. Aaron, for the first time in a couple months, I'd like to ask you. Uh, whose fault do you think this episode is? Keenan's or Kel's? Oh. Keenan opened the door. Keenan's right? fault. It's Keenan's fault. Kel is just guilty by association. It's not it's not Kel's fault that he's that this way. <laughs> right. Uh can we say Kel's parents? <laughs> yeah, Kel's parents. Can we say I don't think it's fair oh, to man. ever blame it on Kel. Can we blame <laughs> Kel's parents? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Keenan's fault. This is his irresponsibility that led to all this childhood trauma. <laughs> and he had, he had a chance to like notice the bugmen were, were wrong or whatever. Right, right, right. He brought them into their room. All him. I'm cool with that. Uh, we had a, a wonderful lie from from Officer McWiggums. That was nice. We had a burglar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th th they shared one of those moments too. This is the fun fact I would like to point out to you. Uh, do you recall back on the Crush episode? I pointed out that there was a uh, a very similar Hey Arnold that came out right around that same era. Yes. It happened again. Oh, man. So, uh, Keenan and Cal ha uh, had The Crush, which released on September 27th, uh, 1997. Hey Arnold had Crush on a Teacher, an episode of a very similar plot that was on November 5th, 1997, like uh, two months later. Attack of the Bugmen happened on November 14th, 1998. Then, uh... Four months later, Dinner for Four, an episode where uh, I think Helga, uh, Arnold, and like uh, Phoebe and Gerald go to like a very fancy restaurant and they bring like the wrong like coupon and they don't have to pay and they're stalling for time. They're getting extra food and they eventually have to stay in, like clean the dishes. <laughs> uh, aired on uh, March 31st, 1999. So four months later. Wow. So it's really, it's weird that that, that happened twice. Same story. They must have similar writers. 
like or you know similar people behind the scenes nickelodeon Same vibe. they go out for drinks and like oh man that's a great idea we should do that too i feel like it's more like uh oh that idea is too creative um we should do this thing that we know works <laughs> yeah probably yeah, I mean, more they, like that i call them both sitcom staples yeah right right right, right. Yeah. these aren't brand new ideas but the format is for both of them is is new right 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 so <laughs> all right uh ready to, uh, to write this let's rate it out of 10 bottles of orange soda what would you give this episode adam i would give it a seven and a half that is right in line with imdb i uh, would you give it a 7.4 i uh i liked it a lot but i wasn't like i don't know the too many continuity errors and it just like bugs me but um the jokes were funny i wasn't crying out i wasn't crying laughing but it was good. Yeah, I, I so I, I think this episode is stacked up a little better for me just because I have so much nostalgia for it. Just buckets and buckets of it. Like I said, I have fond memories of like the three of us watching this one on TV. Yeah, it's a good episode. Yeah, and it, it makes me cr- cringe, but I, I love it to pieces. So uh, I'm giving it a 9 out of 10. Very good rating. Wow. Thanks, yeah. Uh, for the record, this is a uh, ranked low medium on the overall list, thirty nine out of like sixty two. Yeah. So I, I think it deserves like to be in the upper echelon at least. Fair enough. So that is all we have for this week, Adam. Would you agree? I would agree. Next week we are going to surprise our guests with surprise, surprise. That is no longer a surprise. Let's see how many more times I can say surprise before we have to review surprise, surprise. Roger is planning a surprise anniversary party for Cheryl. Too bad Keenan and Kel are in charge of picking up Cheryl's cake and gift. That is our whole episode for next week, so we're going to skip next week. (laughs) You know what happens. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty obvious what's going to go down but that's we do the show because of all the fun that we have along the way that's right we will give you the play-by-play next week people all right until then oh here it goes thank you for listening you can send us an email at keenancalpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash keenancalpodcast uh, you can find us on twitter instagram tiktok all at keenancalpodcast Keenan and Keenan would be a, would be a more. Fi- I don't think there'd be a show of Keenan and Keenan. Well, they, it would too- work. Their their stupid plans <laughs> would work. Yeah, they'd get to the top of the Sears Tower, right? And then they'd just hang up the sign and leave. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. So boring. <laughs>